Theo Deropoulos has been here, there, and everywhere over the last couple of weeks as preseason training is back in full swing. Theo, hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. Hey, uh, you've been at Collingwood this morning, uh, but were you out of the airport to welcome Sam Mitchell back? Uh, we briefly popped out there, yeah, late last week, and sort of just seeing how he was going, and we sort of saw that the great man cut a sway through the airport, and we just asked him with his family, just said, look, we, we understand you've just come off the plane, would you be happy to answer a question about how you're feeling, and to Sam's credit, took his mask off, stood there for a couple of minutes, and, and just detailed how he felt. He said he was you know, feeling okay, much better than what had gone on, in good spirits, and yeah, you know, we see he's back at Hawthorne training briefly today, and he'll build that up, uh, you know, the next couple of days and weeks as he feels better. But look, he he didn't want to go into a great deal of detail, which is completely understandable. What we have been told is that, you know, the severe bout of pneumonia was extremely challenging for him, and yeah, you know, the club was certainly trying to cater for him and, and provide as much medical care as they could. He said it was first class, and it's good to see. You know, not often we get a, a, an AFL head coach or player. In these sorts of circumstances, quite unusual. So mm. I think most people around the town should be breathing a collective sigh of relief that he's back, not only in Australia, but back feeling well and, and back at Hawthorne today. Where have you been this morning, Theo? Uh, I spent a bit of time uh, watching the Pies run around, actually. A bit of um, bit of action. Brody Majacek and, and uh, Josh Dacos for the ones. We didn't see Josh out there. He's nursing what the club is saying. It's a bit of a, a left foot problem. Not a great deal of concern, but he was uh, running by himself late last week. On the weekend, he sort of gestured to it. He was caught on camera just sort of motioning to his foot. And then today, we were just told he did a bit of work inside, which tends to be the buzz phrase when a player doesn't make it out onto the track, that they just did their own program behind closed doors. But look, it's mid-jan. We've still got plenty of time for these guys to get Sherry right before round one. So outside of that, the pies are flying. I think there, there weren't too many problems um, nearly a, a full full commitment from the squad, really, besides my check and, and Dacos, the only two that weren't really participating fully. Uh, Braden Maynard back out there as well after shoulder surgery and, and Jamie Elliott as well. So no such issues for Collingwood with, uh, what have we got, six or seven weeks to the opening game. Theo, uh, who is the eye drawn to? Uh, because at this time of the year, we all want to know who's flying, who's uh, put on some substantial muscle. Um, who did you sit up and take notice of who was burning up the track well that's the, that's the one isn't it who's the the summer hero look i i did keep an eye on oleg markov and he looks i mean i know he's he's not a, a new name to collingwood fans or to the afl but he just looked trim looked fast mm. as he always does but one thing i did notice about him was in a group full of senior collingwood players was happy to take the reins and give instructions about certain drills certain standards uh, you know, where to position, you know, letting Jordan Degoe and, and guys like Steel Sidebottom and Scott Penelope sort of take a back seat. And I think that's an enormous positive, really, when you've got, you hear a lot about club culture and, and the way things are done. When you have players that aren't necessarily the blue chip leaders of the footy clubs start to take control, then I think you know you're in a pretty good space, which we know Collingwood are anyway. But yeah, that was one sort of motion outside of your usual suspects, Darcy Moore and you know, Isaac Quain, a little trim and we saw Dan McStay walking around chatting to fans and he was in good spirits as well, six weeks post uh, knee reconstruction. So it was uh, an eventful morning. Finn McRae, uh, there's a lot of hype around that he will be able to get an opportunity with Taylor Adams heading to Sydney uh, and maybe get some more minutes with that Collingwood midfield or just in the senior team, full stop. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the, the opportunity's there. I mean, he's, he's been pretty good. I've watched him the last couple of weeks, actually, and he's moving pretty well. Um, again, a whole stack of young Collingwood stars that are trying to break into, you know, a premiership side. But, no, he's been, he's been really good as well. I mean, Josh Carmichael, too. Some of these guys that have played well but then have sort of fallen off the radar. Again, it seems like there's a lot more opportunity for them in the summer before you know, the season kicks off. But, yeah, we'll uh, no doubt spend a bit more time uh, watching the Pies. I know they're the hottest ticket in town, so we'll be out there for the summer until they kick off. Now, Theo, Link Allen is working on this show with me. His brother, Ed, uh, is at the Collingwood Footy Club. Um, he was just keen for me to find out how Ed's... Even though they live together, I'm sure he just could have asked Ed himself. But uh, how was he looking to your eye? Well, not to uh, kick an own goal, but he wasn't one that I... I kept a, a very close eye on, to be honest. So my apologies to Link. I'll have to get out there next week and make sure I know how his brother's going. Hey, uh, Theo, we want to ask you a couple more things. We've just got to get to the news. If you can stay on the line, we're going to come back to you because there's some stuff happening at the Bulldogs that you want to report on, and uh, you've been all over the shop. So we want to spend a little bit more time with you. So Theo Deropoulos from 7 AFL has been good enough to give us some time for Maccas. Get the new pineapple fritters and pineapple Sunday at Maccas. Quick break for the news, and then more with Theo reporting on AFL preseason training. Thank you, Amy Drew. Uh, and a big thanks to Theodoropoulos from 7 AFL, who's just hung on through the news reporting on AFL preseason trainings that he's been out and about to. Theo, thanks for staying with us, mate. The Western Bulldogs, I think you and Mitch are dividing up your time between the Victorian clubs. Uh, what can you tell us from the Bulldogs camp? Because for a lot of experts, they are one of the most enthralling and fascinating clubs coming into 2024. Well, they really are, aren't they? I mean, we, we saw how good they were years gone by, and it just seems to be a little prickly. But uh, the good news is this time of year, everyone going okay. But no, Mitch Cleary, the great Mitch Cleary's been out there this morning. There was uh, about an hour or so match sim that all the big names took part in except one. There seemed to be a little bit of concern about Tim English, who didn't really join in as much as he could have. So, you know, he is absolutely vital to their hopes and there been a, a few sort of documented concerns about his long-term health and a few head knocks here and there. So not suggesting that's the case. Mitch Cleary will be on that this afternoon trying to get to the bottom of why the star Ruckman didn't participate in the session this morning. But like I said, got plenty of time to recover. But he was uh, yeah, the one big name, really, amongst a whole host of, a host of star dogs that were just missing this morning's matching session. Outside of that, smooth sailing out of the dogs. At the clubs that you've been checking out, Theo, what do, is there much of a difference between what each club is sort of rolling out through the week and what they're focusing on in the way that they're conducting their pre-season training? Does it all sort of fit within the same mould or are you going from place to place and seeing vastly different programs in place? Well, it's a really good question, Sam. In the 10 years in Adelaide, really, watching the Crows and Power Up close, you do notice trends in terms of, the way the Crows have operated in recent years under Darren Burgess tends to be a lot of high-speed running, a lot of ball work back and forth. Um, you know, they tend to just get a volume in their legs and then it would be footy drills where I've noticed with Melbourne, it was, you know, welcome back with a time trial and then straight into ball work. Essendon as well hit the track and it was that sort of, you know, sprint high-intensity running and getting into drills. Um, and then Collingwood today tended to be a lot more ball work. The focus was just on getting the footy in their hands, working on defensive plays, you know, in close contest. And then when they did have a break, it would be, you know, a sprint off the park and then back into a, a running drill. So it just changes up. So, yeah, you do sort of notice different rhythms and patterns to the way some clubs like to do their running in drills and some like to do it separately. So 
And it's just all about, in that high-performance landscape, getting a certain amount of kilometres into certain players at certain speeds. And you see guys that may have covered sort of 8 to 10Ks at a certain pace need to cover another 4 or 5 at high speed. So they'll be the ones running off um, by themselves. So one thing I did notice out at Essendon last week, big Sammy Draper getting back on the jog too. I mean, he's so important to, to their fortune. So could have seen him back on the park. But it just tends to be that each club you go to, it, it's one or two sort of recovery stories and tending to be you know, really important players to, to their respective clubs. So, yeah, always a fair bit to stay across. And Theo, just lastly, what was your takeaway from Melbourne, which you went out and had a look at them a couple of days ago? Obviously, we know there's a lot happening. Joel Smith, Clayton Oliver, but what did you glean from your time spent watching Melbourne over the preseason that you have so far? Yeah, I've been, I went down to uh, Casey the other morning, obviously no Clayton Oliver, but good to see him back on the park. He was having a, a run over the weekend and said he's feeling good and, and feeling fresh, which is, I mean, for a a star young man that had experienced what the club's saying is, you know, some personal health challenges. You never want to see anyone in that situation. So sounds like he's on a, on a positive road and, and hoping to get back, hopefully by the end of the month. But the Demons as well, the Demons were just all the focus was on ball drills outside of their 2K. Big Max Gorn was looking, you know, sharp as ever. You know, Harry Petty on the comeback trail too. But, you know, Jack Viney was in the number 13. for Christian Petrarca moving as well as always. So, yeah, there was a bit to like. Again, is it difficult to tell how well they're going early January you know, outside of having the majority of players on the track and, and the ball pinging around and everyone looking sharp. Angus Brayshaw involved in some of the high-speed running and, and full-ground drills too, which, again, if you look a bit larger than football itself, that's a real positive to have a guy who experienced you know the high-profile head knock last year with Braden Maynard. He's back on the park and, and you know, looking like he's really going to attack 2024. I, I think, again, one of those broader stories like Sam Mitchell when the entire footy landscape goes, oh, gee, that's a, a great result. But no, the Demons, again, a whole host of clubs in mid-jan looking pretty good. So just for those who aren't aware, Clayton Oliver wasn't part of, he's not part of the Melbourne training program at the moment, but where were you able to have a, a chat to him? He was, he's on extended leave. So he was at Josh's paddock where Melbourne trained on the weekend and we had some shots um, just of him having a run around and, and the report was that he's in pretty good spirits. But again, can't say a great deal about his personal situation and rightly so. If, yeah, if absolutely. chooses not to elaborate about that, then that's entirely his business. And again, I think the question was put to him, just how are you feeling? And he said he's feeling pretty good. He's feeling a lot fitter than what he was uh, a couple of months ago, which is great news. Theo, really appreciate you jumping on and updating us uh, from around the place. And uh, hopefully we can continue to do so um, as we get closer and closer to the season. Welcome to Melbourne, mate. How have you settled in? Where are you? Where have you settled in? How are you finding Melbourne life? Oh, Melbourne's great. I did live here 10 years ago. I had a cricket season out at Northcote. We had a wonderful time. We managed to spend a fair bit of time down at the G-Bung, which I believe it's not even called the G-Bung anymore. That's how long ago it was. Um, <laughs> but no, Melbourne's brilliant. If you, if you work yourself in the sporting landscape, I mean, this is the place to be, isn't it? So, no, we're currently, um, currently all bunkered down, settled in, spent the first week of work at the cricket, which really, that's Christmas Day times two for someone in, in my situation. So, so far, excellent, but no doubt it's going to get a little more hectic as the, uh, as the footy season ramps up. Well, mate, it's wonderful to have you here. Uh, already doing a fantastic job with Channel 7, uh, and we look forward to chatting to you more and more uh, as you just get yourself more and more familiar with uh, the Melbourne surrounds, mate. Enjoy. Thanks, Sam. All the best, mate.
Uh, Theodoropoulos from 7 AFL and from 7 News as well, just giving us the latest. And 